Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. No, we can't hear we can't hear you. Elder Pastor, I think he's trying to call in. Uh we don't see him. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good afternoon, or good evening, I guess. Good evening, everybody. God bless you. We thank you so much for tuning in on tonight here at Praise Tabernacle Church Bible Study. Thank you so much. We appreciate the Lord. We thank God for just bringing us to this point of the week, and we pray that you all have had a great week. And we want to, tonight is our family night, we want to continue uh, our discussion um, from the book of Ruth. Tonight we're going to pick up Ruth, the second chapter. Ruth, the second chapter. And we're going to say a word of prayer and then... We're going to say a word of prayer and then we're going to... Our scriptures for tonight. Where? Where is your other shoes? Where your turf shoes you had? Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We glorify your name. Thank you for another day. This is the day that you've made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. God, as we enter into this service, we ask that you that your will be done as we discuss, further discuss the life of Ruth and Naomi uh, and an introduction tonight of Boaz. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's go. We want to go to Ruth, the second chapter. Um, we've dealt with the first chapter over the last two months on the nights of uh family night and tonight we want to we want to pick up uh we're gonna try to get through this whole uh well we're gonna try to get through the whole book of Ruth. There's only four chapters. Um so over the next few months we're we're hoping to be able to complete it. Um but the reason why we we wanted to do this is because we so often hear about um, finding your Boaz and, you know, most women, uh, you know, meetings or things like that is all about, you know, finding, you know, when there's a conversation, it's about finding your Boaz. Uh, but in which that that's fine, that's fine, we understand it, but the question is, are you a root? So that's what we want to, that's what we want to, you know, kind of deal with um, you know, yeah, we want you to find your Boaz, but but as we stated, are you a Ruth? So we've been able to uh, bring out the things, the life of Ruth and the life of Naomi uh, just to a certain point. Um, 
So that's kind of what we want to deal with, encouraging our sisters. Uh, and we're going to see tonight not just the women but also also the brethren um, about, you know, about the life of Boaz, you know, as well. So uh, for those that want to be married or those that's looking into marriage and uh, even those that, that are already uh, married, you know, maybe we all can kind of glean, and we're going to see that word glean tonight. We're going to deal with that um, just from kind of picking up with that and just kind of see uh, where it goes, where it takes us. So up to this point, we know that uh, Ruth and Naomi, uh, well, Naomi had, she was married to Elimelech, and she had two sons, and uh, they left their homeland went to Moab uh, because of a famine, things like that. So they thought it was it pretty much would be better for them to move. This is all happens in Ruth, the first chapter. Um, and once they get to Moab, her two sons, uh, Naomi's two sons, marry um, two Moabites, uh, uh, women, and then they both die. Both sons die. And the husband died. Their father died. So you got you got two you got the two sons that are now dead, and you have um, you have the husband, the father um, that's dead as well. So you're looking at uh, over here. Sorry for that. We I'm at baseball practice trying to find where this boy's supposed to be. Uh, Practicing that, so um, so the the sons die, the husband die, and now you're dealing with uh, Naomi left with uh, pretty much her and her two daughter-in-laws. Well, she begs and pleads with them to, yeah, down there somewhere. She begs and pleads with them to return back home. Uh, I think Orpah. I think that was the other one's name. Um, she goes back home, but yeah, Orpa. Orpa goes back home, but then um, Ruth pretty much makes a declaration that she's going to stay, uh, no matter what. She's going to, you know, uh, stay with Naomi um, where she lodge. She lodge, you know, where her God will be uh, Naomi's God. You know, Naomi's God will be Ruth's God. So she became a proselyte, which means she converted for the most part, to the God of Israel, to, to the teaching and things like that. And now, here in chapter 2, we see that they have, uh, well, at the end of chapter 1, they've returned, uh, returned back to Canaan, back to the promised land for the most part. And now we're, we're going to pick up in chapter 2, um, and we're going to see how far, at least want to try to get to verse 10, and I don't know how much time we'll, we'll have, but... Uh, read the verse 10 or 11 to kind of see uh, where we're at. So let's look at Ruth chapter 2, uh, verse 1. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, which y'all remember Elimelech was uh, Naomi's husband, the one that passed. And his name was Boaz. So Naomi had a kinsman, verse 1 again, of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth 
of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabitess, said unto Naomi, uh, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. So we, we, you know, we, we can kind of take a lot from Naomi just in these, uh, just these couple of verses that she wasn't sitting around waiting. Um, we can see that she don't mind, she don't mind working. She don't mind, um, you know, venturing out. She don't mind getting uncomfortable, um, especially because their survival is that is that state, and sometimes you have to get to a point where you're desperate in order to really, um, you know, kind of forget about your pride and and forget about you know trying to be arrogant and things like that. You you know, you, sometimes God will allow us to get in situations to humble us, okay, to to bring us uh, closer to Him. And as we go through this, we're going to see how all this was a setup from, from, from God to really reveal himself again uh, to Naomi and then introduce, really introduce himself. So we see that she was a, a, a young lady that didn't mind getting her hands dirty. She didn't mind uh, going out to work and, and, you know, doing whatever was needed uh, for their survival. So verse 2 again, and Ruth, the Moabite, said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, go, my daughter. So this gleaning was, uh, for the most part, after the harvest and the reapers had came through, um, you know, after the reapers had came through to gather the harvest, the, glean, the gleaning was, for the most part, whatever was left, whatever was left, uh, which this this is re- in reference to Leviticus, I believe, the 19th chapter, where God told them this. So those, the widows and the poor, would be provided for. And now we have our government assistance. They may have EBTs and uh, older school may call them food stamps or, uh, you know, different welfare type things, um, this was like a welfare program. This was like a welfare program that God had set up in order to sustain and to feed the less fortunate. Okay, so uh, the gleaning was the gleaners would take place after the reapers came through to gather the harvest, to, to pick up, you know, pick up the harvest. And what was whatever was left, uh, the reapers was already instructed by God to leave some for those that was less fortunate. So Ruth uh, found herself as a, you know, she was gleaning corn, and then she said, after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, go, my daughter. So let's look at verse 3. And she went and came into came and gleaned, okay, in the field of the reapers. Okay, we just said that. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was the king of Elimelech. Okay, in other words, she just happened, which we know nothing is by happenstance. Uh, 
but we, we do believe that this was all divinely orchestrated by God for her to go to the field and glean from the field of Boaz, which was, as we stated, Elimelech, which was Naomi's dead husband, kinsman. Okay? So this is the family. Y'all, you know, anyone that knows biblical, you know, history, tradition, when you had a widow, uh, you know, the husband died, then they fell on the sons or the uncles or the nephews, you know, the different males of the family to, to either raise up seed or to take that widow, you know, take them in to, um, you know, to make sure that they was okay. And in, in a lot of cases to raise up, meaning a male child, to keep that family um, going. So it, 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 it wasn't by chance. We believe it was divine orchestrated for her end up in the field of Boaz. She ends up in the field of Boaz. Now, she's working, Okay. She she's not necessarily going to look for Boaz. She don't she don't even know, you know, for the most part, don't know anything about Boaz. Now, she knows she needs to survive. Okay, she knows she needs she know she needs to survive. She hasn't even met Boaz. Okay, but God had orchestrated. God is orchestrating her steps. The steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered by the Lord. She just, as the Bible say, hap, meaning happens, she just so happens to uh, go to the field that belonged to Boaz. Uh, what they say is it was a field, you know, a, a yard, if you will, portion belonged to certain people. So she was divinely, I believe, divinely orchestrated to end up in the portion of the vineyard belonged to the kinsmen of Naomi. Okay, so that that, that you know, that just, like you say, it, it, it's not happenstance. It, uh, we believe, I believe, it was out of all the fields and all the portions that she could have went to, she ended up in the next of kin, the kinsmen, to Naomi. And behold, let's look at verse 4. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers. See, Boaz, he wasn't even out at the time. Okay. So all this, go get your Boaz, go find your Boaz, you know, really, we we about to see here, Boaz found her. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's crazy how we take some scriptures and just, you know, make it make it fit us, uh, depending on feel or what's going on for the day. We, we make things just to try to make it uh, palatable to everybody. But let's look at verse 4. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, the Lord be with you, and they answered him, the Lord bless thee. Okay, what they say, this was a type of, uh, you know, a blessings, a prayer that the, uh, let's say, business owner or the, the master, the overseer, this was a greeting that he gave to the servant, a blessing, okay, to the servant. And then the servant, in return, as they respond to the greeting, in return, gave a blessing back to Boaz, okay? And they answered him, the Lord bless thee, okay? Verse 5, then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this? Whose damsel is this? So she she was already, she wasn't waiting to get Boaz to put her hands to task, 
she was already working. She was already, let's say, already on fire. She was already making moves. Okay? She was already making moves. See, right now, up to this point, we see that Boaz was already in a position of authority. Boaz had already had business about himself. See, sometimes we, we let's, let's talk to the young lady. Sometimes we look at, a, at, you know, you're looking at the young man, he ain't got no business about himself. He ain't got no job. He ain't got no car. He stayed with his mama. And that's just to name a few. That's just to name a few. But we got so many young ladies that have been attracted and, 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 and vice versa. We got a lot of men in this age with all this Instagram and Facebook, all this stuff, and everybody's showing their body, and they, they done enhance their body, but they ain't do nothing to their mind. They done enhance their body. They done made the, 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 the I mean, pardon my friend, they done made the butts bigger, they done made their lips bigger, they done made their breasts bigger, but their mind is still small. They still got, as, as old folks say, a pea brain. And we got men that are attracted to the body, but there's nothing going on in the mind. There's no work ethic. There's no go get them. Okay? There's no, uh, 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 as, as God told Adam with Eve, help, how are you going to help me? How can you help me meet the needs? Okay, so, so we see both. We already see that Boaz is established. Okay, and let's bring that home. He already has an automobile. He has his own place. He has a job. Okay? He has insurance. Not just car insurance. He has life insurance. Uh, he's got benefits. He's got some he got a health. He got a health plan. Okay, he got retirement. Okay? That's what Boaz already for in today's time, Boaz was already set. Boaz was already set. And that's why I want to put to any in the women, to my sisters out there especially to those that are not married, to those that are single. Stop just selling for any, for any and any old joke. Make sure he already got business about himself. Make sure he, he, can, he has a future plan. Where y'all going to be in five years? Well, I'm still be in my mama house. I don't plan on going nowhere. Well, that's your sign already. That's your sign already. It don't take five years. If he already telling you, hey, I don't see, hey, you know, hey, I'm going to have some more gold in my mouth. I'm going to have uh, another gold chain. Lord Jesus, anybody can get gold chains now. Okay? So we, we can see already that Boaz was already established. He was already established. He, he, his foundation was already secure where when Naomi, I mean, sorry, when Ruth came in, she could already eat. She could already eat. She, she was already being provided for before the commitment was even made. She was already able to be, uh, Boaz was already able, able to provide for her. Only thing she had to do was pick what she wanted. Lord, help us tonight. I might need to do this on Sunday. Oh, she had to just pick. Uh, uh, Boaz had already spread it out. He was already established. Only thing Ruth had to do, pick what you want, girl. Pick what you want. So then 
So Boaz asked the question. He asked his servants and said, who, who, whose damsel is this? Which leads to believe, you know, it wasn't just her looks. So damsel meaning young, young girl. So it wasn't just her looks, but she's out performing. Okay, she's out working. She's out, her hands are active. She's got business. She, she's pursuing something. She has goals. She has a vision even for her own life. Okay, anybody on the panel? I can, I can, do, I can really run tonight. I feel about like an Oliver, uh, you know, on the night. But anybody on the panel got anything you want, you want to say up at this point? Good evening. So I wanted to say that it absolutely, in my opinion, also wasn't by surprise that Ruth came and then she happened to go to the same field that Boaz was going to be at. Because even if we go back to chapter one, um, the other sister, um, Oprah, um, if that's the correct pronunciation of her name, she stayed. But Ruth was adamant from the jump about going forward with Naomi. She was adamant. She wanted to go. She didn't know what lied ahead, but she knew that she wanted to go wherever Naomi was going because of her faith in God, and she wanted to go and be with her. So I don't think um, that it was just by surprise that she ended up going and she went to this field with this, you know, this wealthy, kind man. Um, And I'm gonna stop there because I don't want to go. Um, I don't want to go too far, but it absolutely wasn't by surprise that she ended up where Boaz was gonna be. That, that, come on, exactly. That is like I said, and that's a great. That's a great, great point. Who is that? That's Mister Tolbert. Yes, sir. That's me. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's what. See, I'm, I'm saying the same thing. There's no way um, that it was happenstance. Even though the scripture does say happen, meaning happens all, because, of course, Ruth didn't have Ruth to read, but we do, and we can see the whole story, and we can see how God is orchestrating everything. And as you stated, based on how Naomi, and we brought this out the past two months, based on Naomi's lifestyle, which made Ruth want to stay and not only just stay but adopt, or proselyte to become a proselyte, meaning now she she has been uh, adopted or welcomed into or engrafted into the God of Israel. Okay, this had to be based off of uh, the way Naomi was, the way she lived. So we see how God is planning and orchestrating and making moves. Remember, y'all remember when when Naomi came back. She said, don't even call me Naomi no more. Call me Mara. And if I'm not mistaken, Mara means bitter. Felt she had lost everything. Felt she had lost everything. And now she's feeling destitute. She's feeling worthless. But in spite of all that, we can see how God is beginning from the point of her saying, "Let me, I'm going back home to the, where she's at now. We can see how God is making moves, okay, on their behalf. And I want to encourage somebody, then I open up to anyone else on the panel. I want to encourage you. It, it may seem like you're hopeless. It may seem like right now you're in a state of bitterness. It seems like you may need to change your name. Your name has went from uh, uh, abundance to nothing to 
less, but God is up to something. He's always up to something. He always has a plan. And while we're trying to figure it out, God is already working it out. We just got to see it through. We got to see it out. We got to hold on and and trust God even when we don't feel God. We got to trust God even when we don't see God. Anyone, anyone, thank you, Sister Tober, for that. Anyone else on the panel? Um, Pastor, I'd like to uh, just comment briefly. Uh, definitely cooking right now uh, as far as this story goes. And I want to speak on, of course, where, um, where Boaz is. Like you said, as far as him coming into the picture and already um, having some things going about himself already, meaning that, you know, he he's in a position already. So that's a good thing. But also when you look at for him coming down there and, you know, seeing Ruth and she's uh, busy as well. So he asks, like you said, whose damsel is this? And that whose damsel is this, that's, you know, showing, you know, like ownership, like who, who, who's she for? Who does she belong to and stuff like that? So when I look at that, um, you know, that shows that somebody already like that, you thinking that, man, she she got to have a man already. She got to have something going on. You know, so that's Come on, my Joe. interpretation on this is the way that I see it. So that uh-huh. means that she's already, you know, been trained, and, and also this shows that, you know, for the, the women already have been, you know, lined up um, so that when, you know, that, that right man comes, you already have been, you know, worked on. You're already ready. You know what I'm saying as far as that because yeah. she's busy, and then that will attract them right there. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those age-old conversations about, you know, uh, the basically the laws of attraction as to where you're busy and you got things going about yourself. You're going to attract someone in that same sense if you just allow God to work on you, you know what I mean, and, and, and allow God to, you know, have him send the correct person for you. So you just do your part and then God will do the other part. So this is just what I see from right here. Before we get into the rest of it, this is just, just in, in, in right here getting up into Verse 5, that's exactly what I already see. Just be in position, play your position, and God going to send yeah. who you need uh, at the right time. <laughs> all right, all right, now. all right, y'all, y'all working tonight. That's good, that's good. Be in position, be ready, already be working, and you're going to attract the right thing. That's good, that's good, Tobert. Both of y'all, that that's 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 real good, and, and I, I didn't I didn't think of it like that when he said who's damsel, I meaning surely that was a good point. Now you went back. I, I, I don't want to get you in trouble with Sister Tober, but that was one that had to be one of your players. Don't line, do it. You know when you was at, when you was at the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> you must. Hey, Tober, you must have used one of the one of them lines to get Sister Toba back in the day. <laughs> ooh, right, ooh, but you, you know, I ain't said it like that. I, I, I said a little, little more rough than that. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, that's good, Doc. Uh, that's good. Yeah. And that, that got his, that got, surely, surely a woman like this is already spoken for. 
and and I can hear I can hear uh Boaz said, I don't care who spoke for her, let me speak to her. <laughs> she already spoken for her. Hey, I don't care who spoke for her, let me speak to her. Who's damsel? Who who's young lady? Who's you know, who she's already like you said, Toby, she's already showing the attributes to draw the attention from a man that's already established that no doubt no doubt i mean it's not in the text but we can we can we going to well i guess it isn't we can see he had handmaiden so no doubt he probably had his pick of the letter but it was something about her okay ladies what is it about you that man man don't want what he can get from everybody else okay he don't want what he can get you know, from everybody else, you know, you, you're dressing like everybody else, you're walking like, you're talking like everybody else. What's different? What is it about you that draws the attention of a man that's already established? Hence the question. We know you want your Boaz, but are you a Naomi? I mean, I'm sorry, are you a Ruth? We know you want Boaz, but are you a Ruth? Okay. Are you a root? Have you are you established already? Do you already got business about yourself? Okay, I don't want to get stuck there. I, I said I want to at least get to verse ten tonight. Let's look, go into verse six. Well, anybody else on the panel had any had anything else up to this point? Anyone else on the panel? All right, all right. So let's look at verse six. I'm trying to get to verse ten, so we might get through a little quicker here tonight. I, don't, I want to want us to take our time through this. This is getting real good. And the servant. So the question was asked, "Whose damsel is this?" Verse verse five. Verse six says, "And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, it is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab.' Okay. So it it goes to show at this um." Boaz didn't have no clue who she was. She didn't know who Boaz was. Okay? So one of the servants said, well, this is the Moabitess damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. Remember, it had already, you know, the word had already got back, got out around the city, if you will, that Naomi was back. Remember, the people was already talking. Okay? And let's look at verse 7. And she said, I pray you. Let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now. Look at this young girl. Look at this young lady working. That she tarried a little in the house. So what the, what the, what the reaper, the servant tells Boaz, hey, this is the young lady, the young girl that came back with, with Naomi, and she asked could she glean with, from the reapers. And she has worked. In other words, she's been here from morning until now. This young lady's been working. She's been working. And then look at the end part of verse 7. And she tarried a little in the house, meaning she took a little break. You know how some folks, when they break, they break. You don't see them until the next day. Oh, that wasn't, That wasn't Ruth. The servant is the servant is talking about her work ethic. She's a worker, and says she worked so hard. 
she took a little break. She came in the house or under the little tent or whatever for a moment, and then she went. She was back at it. Okay, so the thing she was doing was working, and someone else was singing her praises. Okay, oftentimes we we have to learn that too. We just do we just do the job. You got to toot your own horn all the time. Let somebody else toot it. Give somebody else a chance to to speak of your works. She's got the attention. Okay? And now they're calling out her resume for the most part. Doc, she got here early. Some of us, that messes us up there. So we get to work we get to work late. You know, she got there early and then we get to work late and wanna take the early break and then come back from the break alert, uh late. And then wanna get off early. Let me say that again for those of you in the back of the church. We get to work late, wanna take the break early, come back from the break late and wanna leave work early. Okay? Some of us do church like that. We get to church late. Want to leave early, okay? And we ain't got to count on you to do nothing else. But look at this young lady. Look at her work ethic. Look at, no doubt, some of this we we can attest to the work ethic of Naomi, okay? Because remember, she don't know much about this way. She's learning this. And who is she learning it from? She's learning it from Naomi. Right. So let's let's look at verse seven again. We almost through, okay? And she said, "I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves." So she came and has continued even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. She did. She rested a little. She didn't. She didn't do one of them. One of them. One of them breaks. When, when you say we don't break, we break. Okay, verse 8. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Stay close by my maidens. Listen at, listen at, look at what, look at what this young lady has done in just a few moments of time. Look at the respect by her action that, once again, are you a Ruth and are you a Boaz? Okay, it goes hand in hand. She's got, he's gotten captivated by her work ethic, and now he's putting her in position and setting her up, saying, don't you go to no other field. Don't even leave hence, but abide here fast or close by my maiden. In other words, I, I can just kind of imagine, Toba can probably back me up on this, I can imagine Deacon uh, uh, Boaz saying, look, don't you go to nobody else's field. Don't you go to nobody else's house. I need you to stay right here. See, that's what a man do. When a man find the right one, you know, when you find the right one, you don't even really want them around your friends because, you know, you got a few player-hater friends. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh. Stay right here. Stay close by. 
I don't, I ain't, I don't even need to introduce you to nobody else right now. I need you to stay close by me because, you know, I can imagine being a man. I can imagine that, that Brother Deacon Boaz now is saying, I got my eye on you. And now that I got my eye on you, I need to make sure ain't nobody else watching. I need you. I got to keep you close. So how does he do that? He keeps her close by, he, he throws some little things out there, you know, you, you, you stay by the, um, you know, then let's look at verse 8 again. Then said, Boaz, here's thou not, my daughter, go not to glean another field, another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. In other words, I got you. In other words, what he's saying is, I'm going to take care of you. And before all state could say it, Boaz was saying, you're in good hands. And before State Farm could say it, Boaz was already saying, like a good neighbor. Like a good neighbor. I got you. And a real woman, I've said this, a real woman wants protection, provision, safety, and security. Well, that man said, you ain't got to worry about nothing. And I know they said it in a movie somewhere. I don't know how much that is. Just wake up in the morning. The only thing you got to do is wake up in the morning. You know, that was a good line, I think. That was a Tyler Perry movie where somebody said, just wake up in the morning. Now, you got you got to do a little bit more than that. I need you, I need you to do. Uh, if you wake up in the morning, can you can you make some bacon and eggs? I mean, can, you got to do more than wake up in the morning. <laughs> but he was making, he was putting his stamp on it saying, oh, ain't, you don't need to go nowhere else. Okay? Stay by my folks. Stay by my people. Okay? That way I got control. I, I got I can make sure you're taken care of. All right? Then look at verse nine. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to just to kind of put it into perspective also, just to wonder how everybody else was looking. Because you know, Boaz came in and, and he immediately spotted her out. Like, wait a minute, now, hold on, huh? I ain't seen him. So where'd she come from? So he see her work ethic. Everybody else is, you know, like bragging on her. Like, hey, you know, she came up here with Naomi. Like, she been doing this, this, and this since she came in. So she already stood out. Something was special about her, and so automatically. Wow. She working day to night, day to night, all day. She take a quick little nap, maybe go get a little water. She come back, she hitting it again. So I could imagine it's probably hot. She probably sweaty. Her hair probably sticking to her face. But he sees nothing. He doesn't see that she's probably hot and tired and and, and hungry and and agitated. Her clothes may be a little bit dirty because she's been working for so long. He doesn't see that. He sees the, the beauty in who she is outside of what may or may not be a physical attraction because we don't know how this woman looks. You know what I mean? So he saw something else that was inside of her as who she was as an individual. So I could just yeah. imagine how everybody else felt <laughs> when he came up and he was like, hey, you don't got to work in that field no more, girl. Could you imagine how everybody else was looking like, what? What makes her so special? Why well, we all have to stay out here and work? So I can, uh-huh. you know, just to kind of put it into a, a a 2023, you know, phrase or whatever, because that's how we are now. You know, if you're, yeah. you're out at a dinner or something uh, with your friends or what have you, and a, a certain girl walks walk by and everybody's looking at this one girl, 
everybody at the table tooting their nose up and rolling their eyes. So I could imagine that they was a little shady back then, too. I could well, imagine. Of course. <laughs> hey, you already know things that was written before time was written for our learners. And and if this is in, and we know this is scripture, so it had to, it's going on today and it went on back then. It, it is. I mean, and we can bring out, we can point out, we can point out some some instance where things like that happen. So you 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 are you are dead, you're dead on it. And and that's what I like what you said. Look at how quick he noticed, he saw. Okay, she was doing her thing. Okay, she was doing her thing, not even knowing Boaz was looking. Okay, she was about her business, not even knowing that a report was going to be given about her. And look at how this thing is turning out. Look at the favor that she's receiving just from her being being business-minded. And that that was real good that what you brought out. I think that was just Tober. What you brought out, no doubt she was sweaty. No doubt her clothes were nasty. No doubt her, her hair was, you know, because this was all day from morning to evening, okay? And think about it. They, they, they weren't in the Alps, you know, the Swiss Alps. No, this, this is, this is, came, this is, they farmers. So you know it's hot, okay? But he looked beyond all that, and he saw, as I said in the beginning, it wasn't all that enhanced body parts it was in between her ears it was her mind it was what was in her heart and we got so many women and bite on the other hand so many men so many women producing body parts so many men going after the body parts that once you get the body part you find out ain't nothing else there ain't nothing else there and 5 10 20 years later you know had all the body parts and you still ain't got nothing. You're still empty. You done filled out everything else, but can't nothing, not, no enhancing, no BBLs, A, B, C, D, E, none of that can enhance your brain, your thinking, what you're thinking. Thank you for that, okay? So he says, stay by my maidens. Then he says, verse 9, let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. In other words, my fields. Okay, you don't have to go after no, don't go in nobody else's fields. Go in my fields. Have I not charged thee? Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? In other words, here's your protection. I'm letting the other men know. Look at look at Boaz's work here. I'm letting the other men know you untouchable. You leave you alone. Okay, don't mess with you. All right? Listen at this man talk. And when thou art athirst, go into the vessels and drink. So here is provision. He's providing. He's protecting. He's providing. He's bringing safety and security. Okay, he secured her future right. Lord, help us tonight. He's the He's bringing provision, protection, 
safety and security. He's bringing her, uh, he's securing her future. In other words, he's saying, girl, you ain't going to have to worry about nothing else. I got you. Be on, let your eyes be on the field that they do reap, that my, that my people reap. And go thy after them, verse 9 again. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art the first, go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. You ain't got to draw the water. The water already be made for you. Lord, help us tonight. My wife ain't got to draw no water. I, I make sure the water bill is paid, girl. Just go in there and turn the water on. You need hot water, you got a thing for hot water. You need cold water, you got a thing for cold water. You need lukewarm, you want to make it just a mixture, you can turn on both of them. Because I'm, I'm making provision. I'm providing. Okay? I'm providing. My wife can come on here and tell y'all now, if, when she get paid, her money, her, now this is just my house. Her money is hers. She got a little couple of things that she may do around the house. But I've already, you know, because I, I, I consider myself a Boaz, a type of Boaz. Okay? My wife having my wife, and this is just me. I'm talking about me. Okay? When I took my wife from her daddy when she turned 18, she ain't never been back. I put her in an apartment. She had her own apartment, and we started with one, I believe it started with a one, maybe a two-bedroom, and then the next year she started having children. And from then on, from the time I took her hand, okay, even before then, but from the time I officially took her hand, her daddy gave her to me, I provided, I brought safety, security, protection, and provision. And she worked in the house for the first few years. She worked in the house. The last eight years, and she had a couple of ends, not jobs, but the past eight years, she's worked outside the house. She still worked in the house, but she's worked outside the house as well. When when Ice Pick was born, okay, she worked all the way up to, and she can she can probably say it, I think the last week or two. I mean, she was nine months. I mean, she was right at still lifting up the bus. The hood of the bus, still driving the bus. She worked with her hands. She still now she's a she's a trainer and all that. She and I mess when I and I say the trainer who trains. That's all Pink Panther, but rib. Okay, so you can say that when you got the right rib, there's no need for any spare ribs. And I got that from Bishop Earl Carter. So, verse nine, then verse ten, and then we'll, we'll be through for the night. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap and go after them. In other words, stay in my field. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art a thirst, go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn, provided for you. Then she fell on her face. I got, we got to stop right here because law help us. Listen, listen to what Sister Ruth did. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, said unto Boaz, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? I'm going to stop there. Why have? Now, now, now y'all got to go back to verse 2. Let's go back to verse 2 real quick. Watch this. 
Go back to verse 2. And Ruth, the Moabitess, said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. Lord bless you. Oh, oh, I might shout. I might just run around this car. She spoke it in verse 2. Now go back to verse 10. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? She bowed. And I can only imagine as, as, as Brother Boaz, as this woman, you talk talking about character. I mean, this probably made Boaz want to, I, I can only imagine. Now she bowing and, and speaking, watch this, women. Look at how she talks to him. They're not even married. They're not even married. We ain't even got to that point. They just, I mean, I won't even say that. I mean, Boaz done thrown a few lines, but, I mean, Listen to how she talks, and you want your boy? Can you talk like Ruth? Can you talk? <laughs> Jesus, help us. Can you talk like Ruth to a man that is that has already shown you, I got you, girl. Can you talk, or is your language? Different. You want a Boaz, but are you a Ruth? Let me read verse 10 again. Then she fell on her face. I, I, Boaz probably wanted to get, in our day, he probably wanted to take the ring out right then and there. He probably wanted, he, I can imagine. She fell on her face, and listen to how she talks. Women, let me, let, me, let, me, let me let you in on a clue. Let me let you in on something. And my player days has been over, over 20 years. My player days have been over for over 20 years, over over probably about 24 years. My player days have been over. But if you want something from your man, learn how to talk. Listen listen to what this lady said. Learn how to – I'm just throwing it out there. I'm putting it out there. If you want something – if something is on your heart, something you, you need, and even some stuff you want that could be in the distance and you may want to speed it up, how do you talk? Can you talk like Ruth, the way Ruth is acting? We know you can act up. And men, we know we can act up. But can you act right? We know we can act up, but can we act right? Listen to, listen to this again. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground. See, a lot, lot, lot of women is too, too busy standing up, pointing the finger. And you won't bow to the ground, you, you in his face. And you keep telling him he ain't about nothing, his daddy wasn't about nothing, ain't nothing about him, and you wonder why he treats you the way he do. But you want your Boaz. 
Here we go back to the question. Are you a root? And I ain't talking to the worldly women. I'm talking about church. I'm talking about church marriages, marriages in the church and relationships that are in the church. See, she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, why have I found grace in thine eyes? Why me? Why me? Why you pick me out? Out of all these maidens, what is it about me? Possibly those other maidens had gotten comfortable, felt that they had already arrived, and felt that they, they may not have had to go as hard. Maybe they was comfortable in the house or just doing their little daily duty and coming in on break and taking a long break and breaking. But not so with this woman. Why I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger. Okay, I'm done because I I could I, I feel like going on in, but I'm I'm gonna stop for there. I'm gonna stop there. I know you want your Boaz, but are you a root? Do you know how to? Do you know how to? Can you talk to that man to the part where he may not be Superman, but he feels like he is? He may not. He may can't leap tall buildings in a single bound. He may can't. He may not be more powerful than a locomotive. He may can't stop a bullet with his hand, but he'll be your Clark Kent and he'll go to work every day. He may not. He he he, he can't do the Superman. He may can't. He may can't put on that tight outfit with a cape, but he'll put on his work clothes and go to work to provide for his family. So while you're looking for Superman, which is fictitious, fictional, God may have already gave you a Clark Kent, but you're too busy trying to find Superman. And you're going to be super alone and you're going to be super let down. God already gave you a Clark Kent that'll go work, that'll provide, that'll make sure his family is okay, that'll make sure the needs of the family are met, and make sure those wants, some of those wants, he may can't do them all, all the time, but the needs are met. All right. All right. Lord, this was... All right, that's enough. That's enough. All right, anyone else on the panel? I'm going to do the offering. Uh, after the offering, I'll be through. But anyone else on the panel got any any final words for tonight? Yes, Pastor. Um, I'd like to say, first off, this is definitely uh, uh awesome lesson, so good job on tonight. Um, just to be able to allow everyone to come together to get different sides of the way that this went down between uh, Boaz and, and Ruth for us to be able to hear from the male perspective and the uh, female perspective. And one thing that I want to add to um, definitely from the male perspective um, in between verse 8 and 10, like, you know, when it comes down to it that a, a good man, um, when he comes in the course for, a woman, a good man, or the right man, uh, he'll definitely change everything for the right woman. 
so he will change, wow. you know, not only things for her, he'll change stuff that he he don't normally do. You know, those, that's wow. how you know that, you know, when God sends that person for you, he'll, he'll change it all automatically. You know, those will be those things. So women, you know, oftentimes, and sometimes you may hear someone or someone has a friend that, you know, I, I got this person and I don't know what to do with them, this and that. It could be possible that God didn't send that right person yet because when God sent that right person, I'm telling you, he's going to want to change everything. He's going to want to protect you. He's going to have the attributes of Christ, meaning that he's going to want to, you know, protect you. And he, he's going to want to, you know, of course, come in and, and show love in, in the things, like I said, of the attributes of Christ. So that's how you know when you got the right person. And the other thing also uh, like you said, you put things aside. You don't have to to worry about nothing, and it's just going to be a different form of of a connection. So just always make sure that you know the uh, for the women, make sure that you're ready, and then you know for for the men, a man knows what he wants. And and a lot of people say that uh you know got these cliches or you know can't change a man, a man won't change. Yeah, a man will change, but he'll only change for that one. And that right, one is going right. to be for Boaz looking for Ruth. Yeah. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I had more, and I was going to go earlier. And I stopped when she was on the road, Pastor. And I didn't want to stop when she was on the road. I wanted to go after my wife. Uh oh, that's good, Doc. All right, man. You you letting out all the love. I see. I see how you got to the toe, but wrapped around. Wrapped around your finger player. I see. Right. I see now. <laughs> That's good, Doc. All right. Anybody, Sister Tobert, anybody else got anything? I just want to know where Lady Zachary was at when I needed her back up tonight. That's all. <laughs> Come on, I'm wrapped around his finger. Let me get your wife on the line. <laughs> Here by yourself tonight, so I don't know if my I don't even know if my wife is on. Any, anybody else? <laughs> What's up, bro? All right, all right, okay. Well, no one, no one else. Thank you all. Thank you, Tobert, um, for being on tonight. That was real, real good, real, real good. So we'll try to pick up at verse eleven. So panel, y'all remember that. Y'all already know what we're on family night. We're we're in Ruth. So uh we'll try to pick up chapter two, verse eleven next month. Um that just just challenging, you know, is as we stated we, we and I've said it throughout and I'm gonna keep saying it, we know you want your Boaz. But are you are you a Ruth? Are you positioned? Have you positioned positioned yourself to receive that Boaz, to get Boaz's attention. Have you positioned yourself? Okay, as a Ruth, she positioned herself to get Boaz's attention. Not even knowing, she was just in position. 
okay? Not even, not even, you know, expecting. She was just in position. So, to my sisters out there, position. Okay, get in position. You dealing with a deadbeat? You dealing with someone? You've been dealing with them, and you know ain't no future. You ain't even. You've been together all this time, and there's no promise of commitment uh, in your future. I mean, hey, you decide to stay in there like that, okay? And you're standing like that. That means you're out of position, okay? And when you're out, you're, you you can never, you would never get the ball. You would never rightfully get the ball if you're out of position, okay? From a quarterback to the wide receiver, he need the wide receiver has to be in the right position, has to be in the right place. Okay, has to be in the right place in order for it to happen. You got to be in the right position. From a point guard to the shooting guard, you got to be in the right position. So when the pass is made, you're ready to shoot. Okay, that's what makes a great point guard. That's what makes a great one is, is being able to get everyone set up. Okay, all right. Uh, for those that would like to give on tonight, amen. I didn't think we was going to go this long, but... Those that would like to give on tonight, we're asking there are two ways in which you can give. Um, my wife met a family just a little bit before she got home that was in need, homeless. Uh, so we're going to try to see what we can do to possibly assist um, that family. Um, so extended on for those that can give tonight. I'll be sending something, just whatever the amount is that God bless, uh, lays on your heart. You can do so at EA Ministry. This is for extended arms. Um, once again, you can send that directly, cash app to dollar sign EA Ministry. And may the Lord bless you real good for that. And also, for those that would like to give to our local church, you can do so at dollar sign PTC 877. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church. So, PTC, so dollar sign PTC. 77. And may the Lord bless you real good. Once again, thank y'all so much for being a part of another Tuesday night Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church, where on our family night we're discussing Ruth. Now we've, uh, Ruth Naomi, now we're bringing Boaz in. So uh, meet us Sunday morning for those that are local. We're still at 199 East Krogan Street, Lawrenceville, Georgia, Suite 8. 30046 for a few more weeks and then we'll be uh transferring on to our next next location still praising God still magnifying God so father we thank you we appreciate you for this day this is the day that you made and we have rejoiced and we are in glad feet, in. turn right onto Kirkland Circle we thank you for what our hearts have felt eyes have seen ears have heard on tonight pray that you will strengthen these your people as we leave this place, but never your presence, Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, tells us to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen.